Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everyone's voices. I change everyone's names. You can call me from a phony number. You can email me from a phony email. I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show while remaining anonymous, or you don't have to be anonymous if you have something you want to promote, you have an interesting, naughty secret life or not secret life that you want to talk about, you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a confession you want to leave on my confessions line, I have one of those. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You can call that number 24-7. Make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need more time, just hang up, call back. We edit those together. I change the voices on my confessions. Those are all aired on my Patreon. If you want to hear all the confessions that I've received on that line. There's hundreds of them as well as get all my episodes early and ad free as well as get Q and A's where I answer all kinds of private questions as well as see all the R rated naughty pics of all my guests plus get access to my private discord where people get X rated. I don't get involved with that but discord is a place where people my Patreon members go in as themselves. They post whatever they want. That's where the x-rated stuff is you get access to all of that and because this is a fetish friday episode i have two separate tiers on my patreon one for hosers those are guys who love fucking pantyhose and cross-dressers any cross-dressers if you sign up for the cross-dressing tier it's ten dollars but you get access to everything all the pantyhose stuff all the beginner stuff on the regular tier the pics of guests and the discord channel um, as well as exclusive cross-dressing episodes i post in a, one episode a month on there but because you're signing up and i've been up and running for years there's tons of exclusive episodes up that you could go and listen to the pantyhose tier is seven dollars a month the crushing tier is ten dollars a month because you get everything and if you want to sign up for that you go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast the link to that is in the description now today i have on lily lily wrote in she's like i'm a pro hormone trans woman 
married to a woman, but I cheat on her with men. So I was like, oh my God, I'm already confused and have a million questions. <laughs> and I asked Lily all the questions. Lily is not transitioned with hormones or anything like that, but she does fully dress. She's been married twice. Her first wife didn't know about anything. Her current wife does. And it's kind of interesting that the current wife seems pretty open-minded considering Lily is at the place where she fully dresses. She's out and proud at a, in a lot of, at a lot of times even with her children um, and the ex and the current wife is okay with it but she does hook up with guys behind her current wife's back now Lily of course we go back in time Lily started cross-dressing at a very young age she talks about you know her family her parents catching her wearing her clothes and then burning them and so of course that turned her into someone who was like really trying hard not to be who she really was. She always felt like a female at a very young age. She always loved fashion. She's very into fully dressing. Now we do get into her fashion style later in the call, but she always knew also that she was into guys. She played footsies with guys when she like other boys when she was very young, but she never hooked up with a guy until she was in her 40s, which she is now. She was really interested in having a family. She, that's why she married a woman. She is more into guys, which is interesting. We do talk about that. Like if she was always knew she was into men, why did she wind up with women? But she really wanted that white picket fence uh, family. She didn't really want to rock the boat. She wanted children. Uh, she's a little, uh, she has, she wanted children. And that was the way for her to do it. Uh, with her current wife, this is what, and with, with her current wife, she dressed right from the get-go. So she was pretty open to it. There was a time where she gave a Lily a free pass at an event to go and get a blowjob from a guy, which... She went out and did, but she didn't get a blowjob from a guy. She gave a blowjob, okay? <laughs> She's the woman. She wants to blow the guy. That's what she has done. She's also been bottomed after that experience. She talks about her couple experiences with the guys, where she's met them, why she didn't start really hooking up with guys until her 40s. Because like I said, she was into men from the get-go, and she waited all the way till her 40s to be with guys. So why doesn't her wife know that she's hooking up with guys. I mean, she does talk about the fact that she has brought it up to her wife, that she's into guys. She has toys like dildos and stuff that her wife knows she plays with, but the wife is concerned with her going out and hooking up with guys because there's fear around that, like what could happen. So instead, what's happening is she's cheating on her. So we talk about all of that, all of the experiences. Like I said, we get into the fashion. We get into all of that. Lily sent me pics. I have them over on my Patreon. She gave me all the information with her FetLife profile and stuff. If you want to contact her, that's towards the end. If you want to see pics of her, I have them on my Patreon. The link is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Lily. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Lily. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Oh, another exciting day. I get to talk to you. Yeah. So listen, Lily, we're going to get your whole story. People might be confused at first, okay? <laughs> because what you are, you're a trans woman. 
married to a woman and you cheat on her with men, <laughs> right? Yes. That's like what we're going to be talking about, correct? You're pro-hormone, so we're definitely going to go through like your whole transition and everything. Let me ask you, the first question I had was like, oh, did you transition while you were married or were you transitioned before and your your wife is a lesbian? Like, that's what I was like wondering. No, when we, and this is my second marriage. So on my first marriage, she left me and met with another like really masculine guy. But and you were, but I, were you transitioned at that point? No. Okay. I was, I've, I've been thinking about this and doing it since I was like 14, 12. But I live in the Midwest and it's not overly culturally acceptable. Plus, I really wanted children. And you can't do that going through a transition. And so I always sort of knew, but I like hit it. My parents, when I was younger, found my clothing and burnt it in front of me in the fireplace so it just taught me to hide things of course yeah not to like be who i was so i was still who i was but like you know just don't show everybody don't hide it from the world so it's sort of a bad precedent you could say right there yeah 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 but did your so did your first wife ever find out that you were i guess cross-dressing on the side or on the dl <sighs> She didn't really at the time. She knows now. And we sort of hang out together. We are in the same like bands together and things like that. Mm -hmm. And she has no problem with it now. Yeah. But with my current wife, when I left my you know, ex-wife, we went out to, as first dates, me dressed up to like drag shows. Oh, so you really put it out there to her right from the get-go. Yeah, but I wasn't like vocally clear about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell her about it. I just sort of dressed. And then she thought it was like a fetish or a kink, I guess you'd say, more of a kink than a fetish. Mm -hmm. But then I got custody of my children from my ex-wife. And I sort of put it on hold outwardly, you know, internally and like undergarments and things like that. I did it all the time. Like I don't own a single pair of men's undergarments at all right 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 fully underneath you're always fully that trans woman that that you are right like yeah. you're, you're a woman but you were doing that for your kids so that they didn't know when they moved in exactly i didn't want to lose custody of my kids because in the midwest it's not as acceptable as well and any any judge could take an opportunity to just take away my rights to see my kids of course of but so at that point your ex-wife didn't know about it because you said she does know now she does know now. Yeah. And she has no problem with it. My kids are almost 21 and mother son is 21. And we've gone out together to the bars and me dressed up fully with my son. And my, both my kids are completely okay with it now. They don't care. They sort of already knew mm -hmm. what I was because it's not like they didn't see the clothing and other stuff like that in my closet. And they don't care. My kids, the new, the new generation is just so fantastic and so accepting of I know, whatever it's wonderful. you are. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't, as long as you're not like infringing on their rights or stopping them from doing stuff, they yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're happy? Who cares? Fine. Yeah, Great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. I have some friends that in my generation, I have friends that still say words and have 
thoughts and have views that I mean you would be fucking horrified by like I hear them talking I'm like oh my god you sound like a fucking dinosaur and they have kids and when I'm talking to somebody that is so outdated and so close-minded I don't even bother to have arguments with them you know what I mean because they're just it's like speaking a different language to someone they're just never going to change especially that generation of people that think that way but I think to that myself like your kids are going to blow you out of the water like you, you they are not going to be accepting of how you think they are not on the same fucking page they are so more evolved and beyond and they will look at you like what's your fucking problem do you know what I mean because they are open as they should be and like that's why I sort of feel with my parents it's like really that, that that mattered to you so much that what clothing I wore when I was a kid yeah, well, listen, no. I think back in the day, especially, well, how old are you, first of all? Like, I need to get the whole story from the beginning because we're kind of jumping around. But, like, how old are you, Lily, now? 44. 44. So, like, this was a long time ago. You're a kid. I Like, listen, I, as much as I talk to people uh, from, from your angle, I once talked to a parent of a transgender child. And it was really interesting to get their view because I do think that a parent that is dealing with that goes through something themselves right and listen some parents are just going to be cool with it from the start and that is the top of the mountain that's who you want to be as a parent right but not every parent is there especially back in that day your parents found your clothing and like what the fuck you could understand that they'd be horrified and not know what to do because think of the generation they grew up in you know what I mean like but the fact that they burned it and they put that shame I mean like these are all the things that it's just like wow we as a society need to do things different than that because that that kind of shit didn't work, right? It didn't make you change. It just made you have to repress who you really were because that's who you were. You know what I mean? But they just didn't know how to accept it. They didn't know what to do with it. They didn't talk to you about it. They just burned your fucking clothes. It's fucked up. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't happy. I was depressed a lot of times. I was not being able to be who I was. Yeah, to me, that's the gift you give your children. I I think that the foundation to have like a solid child is just like really make them know that you love them for exactly who they are, whoever they are. I just aired an episode. It was this guy, Jamal, and it was such a great fucking episode. Did you hear it? And the prison, the prisoner. yeah, Yeah, he went to prison. Listen to his fucking story. This was a kid who had his mom abandoned him. And then when his dad saw that he was like flamboyantly gay, like he was obviously gay at like six years old, his dad axed him out it ruined his whole life I mean there was a happy ending to that story but this kid suffered you put things onto your child and it's not fair and then they have to untangle that shit so I think it's so great that we have kids that are open-minded and they're not going to do that shit to their kids but so you got you had to repress it for a really long time but let's go back to your story from there and we'll get to eventually to where you're cheating on your wife with guys but like so you knew early on that you were a woman even though you were born male yeah i had a really good feeling i I always sort of questioned it Mm because at that age you don't really know Mm -hmm. but everything kept bringing me back to that like when i never really liked the whole like rough and tough play that the guys like to do i liked fashion beauty design the i like to talk to people i liked just being around other ladies not like a creepy way not like hitting on them i always want to just be around that kind of environment 
good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So after, let me just ask you this. So after your parents burned your clothes, right? I mean, how old were you at that point? Do you remember what age? Probably, probably, well, I was not driving at that time, but I was able to bike to uh, Targets and places like that and Kmart. Yeah, right. it was mostly Kmart. Right. So time. you were able to be go and do stuff on your own. So you weren't like six yeah. or seven. You're like probably no. 12 or 13 around that age, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But before that, I had to do the classic cross-dresser thing of barring my parents, my mom's <laughs> clothing, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the pantyhose and yeah. all those kind of things. And I found my parents' adult magazines poorly mm-hmm. hidden under the stairs with Victoria's Secret catalogs and stuff like that. And I never really... I didn't like pleasure myself to those pictures. I just imagined myself wearing those clothing. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there was like an added layer because like a lot of kids, or boys, right, would find those mm-hmm. kind of magazines and be like horny for tits and ass that they see. But you identified with those women. You want to be those yeah. women, too. So it was like a step further. Were you also turned on by them? Turned on? No, a little bit. So I sort of like both. Yeah. But it's... Like, I don't actively, like, seek out women to spread my seed with, per se. You know, I've, <laughs> But it's I've, interesting. That, that's what I thought the first thing. I'm like, if he's, like, hooking up secret, like, if she, right, Lily, you're, I, I should yeah. call you she, right? If she's hooking up with men on the side, like, why marry a woman? Why are you not with a man? Traditional gender role fitting into society kind of stuff. Right. Wanting so- to have the family. And, you know, you can't really, I can't really have a family my own traditional you know doing it that way without the traditional way right right so it re- it's not so much exactly what you want it was something t- for you to get those things that you wanted and fit in but really yeah. if you could have what you want and there was a way for you two dicks to get together and make a baby and there is nowadays you could go do a lot of things to make a family right but you would be married to a guy very possible very possible mm-hmm. okay so you're dressing up you're finding that porn are you still questioning not just your sexuality but your gender because that's two uh, different things right i mean i feel like that's yeah it that's you know listen homosexual children are just questioning their sexuality but not their gender you had two things going on right were you confused yeah. that you liked men too yeah i was and like i would play like footsie with guys under the table at places and things like that and never really did that with girls and but yeah a lot of looking back and it's just like and like when i was when i got married the first time my ex-wife people came up to my parents and said oh my gosh i always thought he was gay wow 
So, yeah. So people knew in like my high school and things like that. And I had, I was still questioning or doubting it and trying to fit into a mold, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but you knew, but you always knew. I sort of always knew, but mm-hmm. like I hid it and repressed it and doubted it and tried to change it and, and not be it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's not acceptable. You grow up in a household and you have to do what your parents like. That's evolutionary speaking. If you don't. Not really. I mean, I didn't do anything that my parents like. I mean, you can be rebellious. <laughs> in, in the history, like if your parents didn't like you when you were a baby in ancient times. Yeah. You just been killed. So it's like ingrained in us to please our parents to a point. I guess. Well, how come it wasn't ingrained in me? I think it's just different personality types. Yeah. I do think it's like this golden rule kind of thing. You you do what your parents say. Yeah. A lot of it for me, my rebellious side sort of led into my destructive lifestyle. I didn't do drugs or anything like that, but shoplifted and didn't care if I got caught in depression and things like that. Of course. I mean, you couldn't have been like a happy person not being accepted and trying to figure out how do you be exactly who you want to be, like you said, and have the things that you wanted. Here you were, a trans woman who liked men, but you wanted to have kids and be accepted by people. And there's nothing wrong with wanting those things and wanting to be accepted. Who doesn't want to be liked? Who wants to go out and be fucking shunned for being who they are? I get why you wanted to fit in, but... You know, how troubling that at a young age, you don't know how the fuck that's going to happen. So when did you start hooking up with men? Actually, besides the footsie thing, when I was like in high school, Mm -hmm. just recently, within like the last year. Wow. So even though you had these desires, you hadn't fulfilled them until your 40s? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Now, if you're pro-hormones, are you on hormones? Are you transitioning now? Have Are no, you fully transitioned? Um, I'm not fully transitioned. I use shapewear and makeup to achieve my look. Okay, right, right, right. But so, you consider yourself trans because you it's not like you're just cross-dressing. You, you are a woman. You, you're a woman 100%, right? It's what I feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they can't portray it all the time, like jobs and things like that. So I was working for a large motor manufacturer mm-hmm. after my kids got out of high school. So when I when they got out of high school, then I started expressing myself as I am. And I just did that mostly because I didn't want to embarrass my children, have my kids be the laughing stock of the town, have them teased, have them not accept me and hate me or anything else like that. But it turns out I didn't need to. I could have done it 20 years ago. But I waited until they were on their own so that I could be myself. But at that time, I was working for that major motor company. Mm -hmm. And I started doing my nails and makeup at work. And they came up with excuses like, I'm racist, to fire me. The union investigated and determined that my work ethic was higher than expected by the company and that I made people uncomfortable at work because I expected them to lower to my standards of production, which would be doing the job correctly for everyone else. So that was the reason I was fired because I started wearing my makeup and painting my nails at work. Oh, wow. They say that man is an at-will state, so they can just say whatever they want, but they made excuses up why they wanted to get rid of me. Right, of course. And listen, that shit goes down. I mean, like, it's not... 
shocking, which it's horrifying because it's terrible to do to somebody, but it's not shocking. Uh, I live in New York City, so I forget that uh, there's a whole middle of the country <laughs> that is very super closed off. Sometimes when you live in a place like New York where it's there's more acceptance because you're in a city, right? You forget that in the middle of the country, there's a lot of... Uh, Hell bigotry. Yeah, still going on. It's terrible. So now when you met your first wife, your second wife, that whole time you're hooking up with women, do you enjoy being with women at all sexually? It's it's fine. <laughs> the the end result the re- end result is there, but eh, I wouldn't call myself a great manly lover. I don't deliver the goods like we'd expect, <laughs> I guess you'd say. Well, like I'm, with I'm your fine. first wife, do you did you fuck her all the time, or would she say, looking back, like, "Wow, it was obvious that you weren't into women because we didn't have sex that much," or were you super horny so you were just like using her anyway because it was all you got because you weren't fooling around I, with guys? I, I I didn't really initiate it that much. Mm-hmm. It was more her initiating, and we tried the uh, polyamorous like swinging lifestyle thing. We said swinging first, and then sort of did polyamorous. And the polyamorous person she brought in, they would go and do stuff like in the room and be much longer. And she sounded like she enjoyed it a lot more than she ever enjoyed it with me. And it was a guy? Yes. Now, would you be turned on by that? No. No? Okay. No. Um, At the time, it felt like it was sort of frustrating that she wouldn't want to do that stuff with me. And then she ended up marrying him later, too. They're still married now and have two more kids. Right, right. But you could understand now. But maybe at that point, it was just like you were in denial, really, of what was going Mm -hmm. on with you that you couldn't understand why she would be feeling that way with him, right? Yeah. And she looked back now and sees it, too. So, Right, obviously. Uh, So now, your second wife, was that a conscious decision? Like, I'm not going to get in another fucking relationship like that. Like, I'm going to put it out there. Because you weren't cross-dressing in front of your other wife, right? Your first wife. I was not. I was not doing anything. So this one, you met her. Why with her did you go in, like, dressed up right from the get-go? Because the reason why I thought my ex-wife wanted to leave me is because I wasn't what she thought. I wasn't manly enough for her. And I was going to let that come out right away that, I'm not. (laughs) Right. You wanted this time for someone to like you for you as opposed to you pretending to be something that you're not. Yeah. Okay. So that's a pivotal point for you, I think. That's that's great that you finally were at the point where I'm not going to fucking do this bullshit lie thing again. Yeah. But then I got custody of my kids and then I sort of just put it on the back burner. I didn't fully dress up. I would have undergarments and... Like, I shave my legs. Like, my hair's all gone on my body. I, I despise it. And But I'd wear, like, kilts on the outside and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I sort of had a dress skirt on most of the time. But I, I did what I could do culturally acceptable out in public around her, too. But she thought it was, I guess, just as a phase because I didn't do it as much as I did the first time. And did she know, though, that you were wearing the undergarments always? Oh, yeah. She knows all about that. She mm-hmm. said, I don't own a single pair. Right. You know? So she would have to know. Yeah. One of the one of the things, too, it was like they realized it wasn't really a kink for me just wearing panties. Mm-hmm. We were intimate once and she grabbed my 
underwear and was pulling on it. And I was like, I was freaking out because I thought she was going to ruin my underwear by ripping it. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that something I, it wasn't because I got off on wearing underwear. It's that, that you like them. Right. That's your yeah. underwear, right? It's my underwear. I don't want it so to be fuck destroyed. It up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I, after that happened, I never did that again. It was just, but yeah, I didn't want it ruined. So did she ever ask you any questions? Was she confused at first? I would think that she'd have some questions. When I fully, like, started, you know, going full out all the time, she had, there was a lot of questions about what I want and am I going to transition and do you want a relationship with me and all those kind of things. And how did those convert? What did you say? I do want a relationship with her. I do love her. I do care about her. I would like it if the relationship was more open, I guess you could say, where I didn't have to fool around on the side, I guess. And my dalliances are very minimal. It's not like I go out every Friday and find random guys at the bar. It's oh, we're going to get to your dalliances. But what I want to know yeah. is that like when she comes to you and says, you know, and asks you the questions like I'm asking you, it doesn't sound like you were completely honest. Because when I asked you the question, if you're gay it sounds like you're gay like it doesn't sound like you're bi really it sounds like you prefer men and would be with a man if you could but for some reason you still have the desire to have her around and live your gay life on the side that's that sounds like it's a lot more internal work i need to do with my counselors so you you very well could be right yeah nothing wrong with that of course but, but you're just yeah. not ready to accept that, maybe? How do you? That's a possibility. Like the expectations of family, culture, parents, still, what right. I thought I should be. The last you know, thing you like want to do is go to your family who's still alive your mother, your father, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, and like admit that you're gay. Uh, possibly. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it. Like my, my sister knows uh-huh. that I dress up. My brother does not. I haven't talked to my brother in many, many years. My mother has Alzheimer's, so she doesn't remember me. Uh-huh. And last year, I was at a band concert. I play the French horn uh-huh. for community bands. And I'm fully dressed up. And I didn't invite my parents, but they randomly showed up at this concert I was at. Wow. So... I was freaking out, and I, I didn't invite them. They, it was far away from the house. My, my dad likes free concerts. I didn't but think he would be there. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And he was – I was freaking out the whole time. My ex-wife was there, and she plays in the same band, too. And, yeah, my dad goes over to me after the concert and says, so what's up with this? <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm – I'm not living at your house anymore. You can't control me. And then he wants a picture of me with my mom. So she, so she can remember what I do, I guess. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why he wants the picture. It's not like he's talked to me since. Your father. Correct. After that, he stopped talking to you? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was very, that really freaked him out. Yeah. I, I was just thinking maybe like saying you're gay isn't really correct because you are a woman that is interested in men, right? So does that make you heterosexual? It's a little confusing. Yeah, I, I feel that same way. It's all very confusing. <laughs> I mean, what um, is the right term, right? Because if you you did call yourself a trans woman, right? I mean, do you identify yeah. as a woman, correct? Correct, but I'm not 
fully. Like I'm, I'm never going to be that full thing unless we have some kind of magic spell that changes everything. So even the surgeries are interesting, but you do. And that's another thing that sort of deterred me from going full out is the vagioplasty surgery is interesting. Like the whole dilation process and everything else. And it's, it's, Sometimes you lose all sensation in that yeah. area, too, because mm-hmm. you're basically cutting nerves. Mm-hmm. So I'd basically be making a hole for a guy to please himself in, which at point sounds fun. But what do I get from that? <laughs> it's not the same. Right. You know? And now when you hook up with guys, are you like the bottom because you're the female? I have no interest in topping guys. Right. I... So if you didn't have your cock, you'd be totally fine. It's not like a part of that play for you, right? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it does have the proper nerve endings that work. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as much fun. And I don't get as excited. Just, yeah, I, I love like sucking a cock and deep throating. That's just so much fun. I, right. I like that so much more than I've ever going down on a lady doing cunnilingus. So. So let walk me through. I'm a little all over the place somehow in this story, but that's fine. It's a super interesting. Let me, walk me through your first time with a guy and how that okay. happened and why it happens. So, so I'm, I have some other friends and they are nudists and they invited my wife and I out to the nudist colony in the same state, a little distance away. Mm-hmm. And late at night, one of the nights at the nudist colony, there's like you don't have sex in the colony area, I guess you could say, but they have this little backward, backway place mm-hmm. way off the distance in the on their still their property where people do hook up. So completely nude, except I did all my makeup up and everything else like that. And a guy there was hitting on me and there was alcohol involved. And we sort of went back to the back, back area. Mm hmm. After talking for a while, he pulled on his pants and put his cock in my face. And I just enjoyed the time giving him pleasure for a little while. But after a little while, I guess he was too close to finishing or something. He just sort of like stops me completely, pulls out, pulls his pants, doesn't say anything to me and just walks away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell? And he just starts talking to other people in the area. And I still had fun time doing it. It was mm-hmm. very exciting for me, like that naughty, risque kind of thing. And maybe it was part of the thing that my wife said, you can get a blowjob when I was at that event. That sort of gave me a little bit more permission. So I sort of interpreted it a little differently, I guess you could say, in, in my mind, in my drunkish mind. Mm-hmm. But he was like hanging out with other people, talking to them, like trying to hook up with them, I think, in that area too. And then like three hours later, he thinks he's going to come over to me and talk to me and get back with me. No, sorry. You lost your chance. Welcome um, to the world of being a woman. <laughs> exactly. It was, yeah, it was interesting. Guys are, could be selfish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I see it, too. Yeah, it's just, it's really weird. Yeah. So that was, and I just sort of went back and went back to the room. But your wife had no idea that you had a dick in your mouth. That was the first time. I would think that that's like a pretty major experience for you, considering all your life you've been kind of thinking about dick probably jerking off to it i mean this was like your actual yeah. first experience yeah kind of like a big deal yeah 
I still think about it, and I wish it would have worked a little differently. But most people's first experience in sex with sex doesn't good. go good. It's kind of like yeah. losing your virginity. You got to look at that. Even though you were like forty, it was like your first time with a guy. Maybe you didn't give good head. It was the first time. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Possibly, possibly. Huh? I don't know. But you were deep throating. So I mean, how did you know yeah. how to do that? <laughs> I've been practicing for quite a few years before that. Oh, okay. So, so you were I, blowing things like bananas and shit. Like what were you blowing? Bananas and I have some dildos and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right, right, right. Duh. I'm like forgetting all these things. So you yeah, had always had like a collection of toys that you played with. Did your wife ever know about those toys? Were they my hers? First wife, my first wife, no. My my current wife does know. She does. Yeah, I now that the kids are gone, I leave them on the counter sometimes in my dressing room. So my... she knows you play with like cocks, toy cocks, yes. but she's never yes. like, do you want the real thing? I've I've told her I want the real thing. Oh, you have? She's, she's not ready for me to do that yet. I've, I've have told her. Yeah. I'm... Oh, okay. I don't know why I missed that. Did you explain that oh, before? Oh, that's okay. I did not say that before. No. Oh, okay. So when she had those comments, because I said, like, I asked you, like, did, did she ask you questions and stuff? And what do you say? And it sounded like you didn't really let her in. But you did say that you would like to be with men. Yeah. When, when we when we first got together, I mean, I was dressing. We also went to a few swinging parties. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was that environment I enjoy, the openness, the creativity, the not giving a fuck and just being yourself kind of thing. Yeah. But those sort of died off. But yeah, we have a little bit of the kinky side in me for sure. So, so but, um, what did she yeah. say when you cop to it? When I, when I what? When you cop to it. Is that why she said you could get a blowjob that time? Like from a guy? Is that what's a part of her? Because she knew that you liked men? I don't think she thought that. I think she probably thought it's a, since we're at the nudist resort and there are these things that happen there that if I were to Get a blowjob to be okay. But was it from a guy or a girl, do you think she was thinking? I think she probably think, thought for a guy. A okay. Girl. Okay. I but that, I mean, like, listen, that was your window of opportunity to, like, fucking make more of this available to you and make her more okay with you actually giving blow, you know, like blowjobs and stuff. Like, that was your time. Here she was giving you a free pass to finally be with a guy. And it didn't really lead to any more conversations or anything after that? Because, I mean, I'm oh. s- assuming not because you're cheating on her with men. We, we we still talk about things. I still bring it up. And we it's getting better, like me dressing in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. When we, when we first got, when I first started doing it, she was like totally freaking out. And now I go to the grocery store dressed up with her completely. Wow, that's amazing. So it's in like a two, two to three year period. And it's coming over quite well. Like last, well, 4th of July, I went out completely dressed with my daughter and my daughter's fiance to her fiance's parents' house for 4th of July fireworks, Mm -hmm. completely dressed up. Now, how possible are you? You wear shapewear and stuff and do you wear the forms so you have breasts and all that kind of thing? I I have the forms Mm -hmm. and, but I also do other tricks to create cleavage and things like that. And I can, oh, of course you'll get pictures and we can send, we can see those. And hopefully, hopefully you feel I'm passable. I mostly think I'm passable enough sometimes, but uh-huh. of course I look at myself in the mirror and see the guy face. And I just hate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people say I'm gorgeous. I, I don't see it. 
Right. When you're dressed, but, you mean? As Lily. Like, you're, Lily is gorgeous. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I still don't see it sometimes. I still look at my mirror, even in the makeup, and say, oh, my gosh, how can people be confused? How can they, how can they not see a guy staring back at him when I'm dressed up? Right. But that's I, your projection. That. And it's because you have not fully come to terms. That's what I think. I think that you're, you think everyone sees what you see. That's like dysmorphia mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know, because, and I think it's because you're still like, even though you're with a woman who is super accepting and you've gotten to the place where you're walking out dressing, I mean, you're a lot farther than most people. You still have not fully committed to really who you are. And I think that's why when you see even a hint of that person, it, it, it bothers you because it's a reminder of like what you're not okay with, what you're still confused with, where you're at, not other people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very possible. I I always question if someone's saying I'm gorgeous because they want something from me, more mm -hmm. than them being generally honest. Like my daughter has helped me a little bit realize that if it generally comes from a girl, they're saying you're gorgeous, you're probably fine. Yeah, but listen, this is like men will say this all the time. Like my wife gained five pounds and she doesn't feel sexy, but I tell her she's sexy all the time. And I'm like, it's self-esteem comes from yourself. It doesn't come from yeah. other people. So it doesn't matter what other people say. It really matters how you feel about yourself. So people I could tell you much. you're gorgeous all the time. If you don't feel gorgeous, it doesn't matter. They can't change yeah. that view of you. You have to change that view of you. Yeah. I feel it at times. I definitely feel a lot more confident. I feel mm -hmm. like more powerful. I feel attractive when I have everything on. Yeah. I listen, I think probably a lot of that has come with uh, you being more out and proud of who you are. I think that I'm sure that goes hand in hand with uh, the more open you've been with yourself, the more gorgeous you feel. Right? Yeah. Now, how do you like to dress? What's your style? your fashion I, you'd probably say like classic style like everything put together you know uh -huh. like if i have if i have a dress on then i need the corresponding makeup the hat and nail color the whole works hose mm -hmm. everything so everything has to coordinate and match so i currently drive deliveries for a huge company and they have this annoying blue uniform and i had to make a hat for myself out of the uniform shirt just so I could first protect my skin because the sun's evil on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> Makes all those wrinkles. I got to protect that. I can keep young as I can. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, but I made it from, I made it from one of the shirts. Uh -huh. So I have a coordinated hat with my shirt that they make us wear and everything else. So yeah, everything has to be planned out. I, I have this, obsession with once I wear an outfit I don't usually wear that outfit again mm -hmm. which is sort of terrible because it's horrible on the budget but I, I'll use elements of other clothing to match things together yeah never actually the same thing twice in a row not the same exact way right 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 so you're picky you like to be uh fully dressed you're very into your fashion like you said that you were very into that at a, at a very young age where do you like to shop for your clo clothing oh <sighs> I love to do the, the high-end stores, but those are just a little too pricey sometimes. Mm -hmm. So usually Amazon has most things you want. 
and just walking around department stores are nice. Like they used to have Macy's and things. Oh, that Macy's still exists, but Ellis Ayers was one of the ones in my area and Macy's I still go into and the general public ones. I don't have that kind of money to have $300 dresses every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does, right? Yeah, but you know, that's why they have these consignment places and stuff yeah. online and you could buy from other people like Poshmark and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, uh, I like I like those I like those kind of places and just regular I like walking in the consignment store too and just talking to people there. So they're a lot more accepting too when I show up certain ways. How like do you have a thing where you want to be called she or he? How do you feel about your pronouns? So with the pronoun issue, I'm I'm not gonna like force somebody to use a different thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we gain acceptance by throwing a tirade and a fit in a store, throwing things around a store because someone calls you the wrong pronoun. Right. Mm-hmm. If I look a certain way mm-hmm. and I'm doing a good job, and you say she, that's fine. If I'm not, maybe I don't look on point that day, and you yeah. say he, it's like I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. But there's all these viral videos online of people getting upset with the wrong pronouns. It's like, you're not going to change people's mindset if you yell at them when they say something wrong. Right. But are you a she or a he? Like, what do you say is your label? I like she more. I I feel a lot better when someone says she. But if I'm, again, if I'm not doing a good job, and pronouns are just to help identify things. Instead of saying someone's name, because you don't know everybody's name, you say, go to that person over there. It's like, there's five people there. Who are you, you going to go to? You know, if you go to her over there, it might be one more clear. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, listen, I think a lot of people get really freaked out about these pronouns and stuff. And I, listen, I understand that they could be super important to people. I remember when I used to write descriptions, I just started making sure that when I write my cross-dressing descriptions, I write she. When somebody was like thankful for that, I was like, yeah, I think maybe three years ago, I didn't do it that way right but i think it is important but sometimes it could be confusing and it's cool that you understand that you know um some people are a little bit more like you said they get a little bit more upset i think it does it it is confusing even for me right i'm like oh my god i'm talking to you as if you're a man but you really are calling in as lily and you are a woman let's get back to the cheating though you had that one guy how many other guys have you been with i have sucked Three other cocks and two of those other guys have fucked me too. Okay. So now after that experience, how did you wind up going out and meeting other men? And when you're meeting these guys, you're always fully dressed, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not in male mode at all. Even all the way, even the way down to the toenails. Even right. All the way down to the toenails. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So <laughs> how did you meet the other guys and what went down is considering so, that you must've had your first time getting topped uh, experience. I'm sure you've heard of the website FetLife. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a profile on there. Mm-hmm. And um, a guy in my local area was talking to me for a while. And I was a little skeptical at first and worried what he wanted. And I wanted to meet out in public first. So we met out in public at like outside a, a restaurant and then later went in the restaurant, talked for a while then went back to his house and and future dates and we started sort of making out gave him a blowjob but then he like stopped it there too because he didn't want to ruin the full experience and i guess wanted to do it gradually 
with me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he didn't take care of me at that time. He was very enjoyable. But when I was out, and since I haven't really fully told my wife, she had to, with the modern technology on phones nowadays, it's very irritating to do hookups with someone not being able to watch you, I guess. Right. Because GPS, she said, that, why are you in this random house somewhere else hanging out? Right. So right. I sort of called it quits on that guy because I don't have an excuse why I would be at this random person's house. And yeah, to yeah, go yeah. there again would be very questionable. Right, right, right. Okay. The the third guy, I said I deliver for a large company and he had found me on Instagram and he was very smooth talking mm-hmm. <laughs> in his house and originally I was just going to drive up to his house and like visit with him and say hi but he very smoothly like got me into his house which again i should not have done because who knows what would have happened in this house but i'm here now so i'm alive and everything's okay oh he just wanted to suck your dick i mean i mean you wanted you to suck his dick <laughs> I mean, well he did he did a little more than me sucking his dick so yeah i mean i'm just kidding. saying most guys i think more guys are just horny perverts than they are murderers <laughs> so you're more likely to get a guy that's going to offer you to come in and blow him than a guy that's going to chop you up you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah we watch too many crime shows, though, like FBI. and. Oh, listen, and I know. Things. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the, you think these things afterwards, like, oh, my God, what am I thinking? Why do you think uh, I'm not married? Because I know for a fact my husband would kill me. I have a mouth on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm opinionated. I'd wind up chopped up in a fucking garbage bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at, at least I sort of like the living thing that I want to live my life. And when it, and it ends, it ends. But I want to enjoy those all right. Well, it's not going to end when you're with a guy. Let's get to this story now. So you go. So the third guy, where do you meet him again? Instagram. Okay. Right. 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 So you go and how? So this is the first guy that actually tops you, right? Yes. And how was that? Oh, it was it was pretty good. He he was big and very enjoyable. And he first took me to his kitchen and like pushed me down, like nice and controlling. Grabbed the back of my hair, pushed me on him a little bit. And let me sort of control you, but he had that nice, aggressive kind of tendency with him. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, pick me up, condoms and all this stuff, of course, always, always condoms, condoms and safe stuff. But pick me up, literally pick me up and put me on top of his counter in his kitchen. Yeah. And just like pulled down my work uniform and just lubed up and went at it. Mm-hmm. And like slamming myself me into the, the back wall of the kitchen too. It was not, not, not like bad, but like very enjoyably nice. Then put me down again, switch condoms, put his dick back in my mouth. And then we went back into his bedroom and on his floor. So he didn't actually have a bed. <laughs> so it was probably a squat place. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. God knows. I mean, did he have a wedding ring on? No. Okay. I did see a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then he ended up moving away because he said he lost the house. So who knows? Maybe he just did his one time and it was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you yeah. this, though. Uh, you sound like you were always faithful to your wife all the way up until this point, I'm assuming. Yeah. So how did you feel after you started doing this stuff behind her back? Was there ever any kind of guilt? Surprisingly, no. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. I'm That's honest. What, I'm figuring out what I like. Mm-hmm. And what what makes me happy and I and I'm, I'm working to the point where I be fully out with my wife I like I told her that the things I want to do and 
where I want to go. But yeah, it feels like it's experimental time right now for me, I guess you could say. I don't feel like I'm really cheating, but basically I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to start having more of those conversations with her about you being able to hook up with other guys because you've had them already. She gave you a free pass. I mean, like I said, there was that window of opportunity. It sounds like you're so close. You've sort of admitted so much to her. I don't understand why you haven't been able to have that conversation with her that you want to or need to hook up with other guys. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is she's worried that for, for some reason she thinks I'm the best relationship she ever had. And I think she's worried about losing me too. If I were to be fully out and I would just leave her for a guy. Of course. I mean, in a weird way, like, I'm sorry, I was just thinking before, like, I know that you love her, but don't you think that if she's, you know, fully heterosexual herself, that maybe at the end of the day, if you left her for a guy, she'd wind up with a man who really just wants to be with a woman. And don't you think she'd maybe be happier? You might be the greatest relationship she had, but... Is it the maybe there's something better and she just doesn't realize it? Because how could a guy that really doesn't even prefer women be that best relationship? I just don't feel like you guys have uh, everything that you would be able to have with other people. You with a man, her with a man. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. It's probably a little bit of giving up the security and a comfortable life. Yeah, that change is always hard, and she's holding on to something, and you're holding on to something. But is that what you guys are holding on to the best that you could ever have? No, I think you're both lying to yourself. I mean, how many times a, a, a month do you fuck her? Is zero an option? Yes, that's the truth, right? I mean, so how does she feel as a woman? And she's in her 40s? She's in her 50s. She's in her 50s. Is she through menopause? Like, does she not have a sex drive? Maybe so that's why it works. I think that's part of it. Yeah. So she might be at the place in her life where she doesn't even have that desire. So I could see why your companionship and you not wanting to have sex actually would really work. (laughs) It is the best thing for her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, How long have you been with her for? We've been together 17 years. 17 years. So, but like through that time when she was in her 40s and super horny and all that stuff before she goes through menopause, like most women go like really horny. Did you not really have that much sex? It was probably more like two times a week or so. Right. Okay. That's not bad. So it was like kind of normal for a long-term marriage. So I understand, like you said, giving up that comfortability and stuff. But, you know, if you're going to stay in this marriage and it works for both of you, and I think, you know, that's what's most important, that both of you are happy. It's not what other people think or how it looks on paper. It's how you guys feel. I think you have to get to a place with her if you guys are going to stay together. You tell her exactly what you said to me. Like, I love her. I want to stay with her. I want that relationship to stay in my life. But, you know, you also want to be with men and you need to get that okay so you could be exactly who you are and be accepted for once. And I feel like this is the woman that will probably give that to you. I think you just need to have more conversations with her because she's super open. And give her time, too. 
So. Well, it's 17 years. I don't think it's time. I think it's you. It's not time. It's more conversations within the time. I mean, how many times have you brought it up? It's just continued talking and uh, continued conversation. It's, it's not time. It's t- more times of talking about it. I mean, in 17 years, you haven't got there yet. How much fucking time do you need? Yeah. It's not about the time. It's about you being bringing it up and really making her understand that this is something that's important to you. And giving her that security that she wants. She wants to know that you're still going to be there and she's still going to have that companionship that she has with you and what you guys have together isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, because what's the other like? What happens if she finds out she's you're cheating on her? Like, what does she do then? I don't know. Like, I I just think it would always be better to try to be more honest, especially in this situation. You're not with a woman who has no idea of anything. I mean, she's this is a woman that's going to the store with you, fully dressed up as Lily. This is a woman that gave you a free pass to go get a blowjob from a guy. I mean, this is a pretty open-minded woman. If anyone could accept it, it's her. You need to push for it more. You need to be more honest about your desires to be with men so that you don't continue to live a double life. There's no reason that you as a a woman who is dressing up and is so open and is fully out and about as far as you are to not be able to have that added extra acceptance of that part of your life too there's no reason to be doing that undercover yeah i I agree and if you really love your wife you wouldn't want to do that to her because if she found out it's not just oh you're doing that it's like the betrayal it's like the distrust it's like the lying and that becomes a whole different other thing i think she would be devastated i wouldn't want that myself either yeah right so before you get caught because this is not going to go away it's been you for so long try to Get to a place where you could try to start having those conversations with her again. Especially because if you're not having any sex anyway, get a free pass. Get more free passes. Say, listen, we're not doing anything here. You're not horny anymore, but I would like a free pass. But I don't want to go out with women. I'd like to be with men. And I have no intention of leaving you. I love our life. Like, this works for me. I am not ever going to leave you for a man because that's not a lifestyle that I could ever fully accept. And that's okay. But let her know that. I think that would give her security. Yeah. She has said that a few times. Like, it's if I were to go another location, it's okay to do certain things, but not, like, around home. So you tell her you won't do it around. Give her whatever she wants. She's got to have some say in it, of course. You have to take her into consideration. And you have to ease her fears because they're valid. But I think that you can ease them. Because I don't think that you might ever get to the point where you could ever fully live like the way you wanted to and that's okay but if you could like have your wife who you love as a person right and project and who gives you that projection of like oh you're 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 with a woman you're a man and you don't have to deal with your family knowing anything right who gives you all of that she's like your beard she gives you the beard you also love her you like her companionship you like living with her and you could still go out with uh, other men like that's probably the perfect life for you. And I think that you could have that and you should strive for that. You just need to have more conversations, be more honest with her and also hear her out and give her what she needs. But let her know that this is something that is, is, is definite. This has to happen. 
and I think that she'll allow it as long as you give her the security that she wants because that's her fear, just her fear of losing you. And tell her you'll go far away. Give her whatever she wants. And send me pics, okay? So listen, Lily, I love this conversation. It's super interesting. Um, send me pics. I'm going to put those uh, up for my cross-dressers and my hosers. We'll get to see you fully dressed. I have a new thing on my Patreon where um, for the cross-dressers and the hosers, you know, they always look to like talk to each other. And uh, so I'm putting together like a contact list of everybody's uh, FET life and emails if people want to get in touch. Because a lot of times I have someone on and my hosers and my cross-dressers want to talk to them and ask further questions and get in touch. So I'm going to start asking everybody who calls in if they want to include like their FET life or email. Do you want to include any of that? I think I'd be okay with that to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other like-minded people. I don't mind giving advice and helping people and getting other picking up other advice from people too. So. Yeah, yeah, great. So, give me your fat life uh, name, and I'm gonna include you on that email list, and then I will um, I'll add you on there when your episode airs. Uh, so then you'll be on that contact list for people, and I'll make sure that they know that you're Lily, right? So um, do me a favor, email me or give the shout out for your fat life right now. Lilith M. Kiefer. Lilith M. Kiefer. Yeah, L-I-L-I-T-H-M-K-I-E-F-F-E-R. Okay, Lilith, Lily, Lilith. I will put that in your email. I'll post that and then send me some pics. Awesome. All right. You're the best. Thank you, Lily. And then, you know, when your episode airs, I uh, have a private discord that my Patreon members pay to be on. But because you called in, you'll get a free link to go on there and talk to people if you want. Okay, so I'll send you that link too right after your episode airs. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Lily. I had a good time. Awesome. I'm so glad you called in. I like to talk. I like to run my mouth. I'm terrible. No, no, no. It's uh, I listen. I need an hour show. It's I like people who like to run their mouth. <laughs> we got to talk yep. on my show. So it was an interesting conversation. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.